All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. back once again once again with a brand new episode for you good people where we talk about all the things in comic book dumb and nerdy news all across the sphere of this planet we call earth don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio spotify youtube a million and one other places like amazon um Castbox, pandora wherever you want to listen to a podcast except for soundcloud because we don't support soundcloud in this house um <laughs> and i don't care who gets mad at me download but- my mixtape listen listen i i feel like i had this conversation like 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 i feel like i had this conversation like once a podcast where it's just like soundcloud i love you but i'm not paying you extra money when everybody else just lets me put my rss feed up i'm not paying you extra money to hold my files i'm sorry we, we ain't doing it um we, you can follow this podcast on twitter at ptp underscore podcast you can follow the website on comics ground on twitter and instagram at on comics ground and check out the website on dash comics dash ground.com for all of the latest reviews previews solicitations opinion pieces all that great stuff where you can look at all the stuff we do when trying to show the world that not just white nerds can enjoy comic books so let's get into it my name is james portis to my left we have the man whose fro grows faster than everything we've ever seen in the world. We have the man who literally is oh, it randomly drove to Las Vegas the other day for like no reason, and I don't know why. Um, we have Travis Tucker. How you doing today? Pretty good. I'm uh, I'm I'm building the Gundams that I got in Vegas for that random trip. <laughs> How's that treating you? Wonderfully. I'm building uh, Titus from Age, and he's got. He's a fist fighter with beefy-ass arms. It's been great. Excellent, excellent. And then the, uh, our returning guest, we have the the, ch- the chief editor of YouDon'tReadComics.com and a million other one projects that he has under the sun. We have Ronald Simmons. How you doing this evening, sir? It's good. It's good. You got anything that we want to pimp? Anything like that? Um, no, nah, I've been really busy uh, on other people's uh, podcasts and stuff like that. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. So hopefully for the by the summertime, I'll have my own thing going on. So didn't you have your own show? What happened? Uh, I, just, I just never put it out, bro. I never put it out. I just I, I, I it, 
it was conflict and issues, so because you never understandable, understandable. Okay. And then we have a brand new guest to the podcast. He's already had Mary on his show, and we will have Mary on again with him at some point. Because apparently these three want to argue about kaijus, and I have no interest in this, so they can just do that for some reason. Um, so Travis and Mary and Wade, y'all can have fun with that. That's not my business. But we have for someone also... so into, into Toku, you you sure slice that. Listen, Power yeah. Rangers is a whole other ball game. I, no, I, I, no, it's really not, the same company. No, it's not. Same company. That's the only time I fuck with giant robots, all right? Like, that's the one time. Anyway, we have old man Wade. How are you doing tonight, man? Uh, the god of stubborn is um, happy and satiated. <laughs> all right. You want to shout out your, your links and your tweets and whatnot and let, let people know where they can find you? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at oldmanwade.com. Uh, you can find the Old Man Wade show everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, including SoundCloud, uh, but I don't understand why I use it after hearing everything that he just said. Exactly. I'm going to hook you up, dog. I got you. But like, literally, where, anywhere you want to go find uh, a pod, uh, the old man Wade show, we're there. Um, you can find the Culture Comic Book News podcast on Sound, not SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeart. Mm. Uh, you can find me on oldmanwade.com. You can also Google Bam Smack Pow. And Mark M A R K and all of my articles will come up, and I think that's all I got. All right, dope, dope. So, why have I assembled? Why have I assembled this amazing group of brothers here this evening when normally the brothers are found on the Blur Grounds podcast? Well, it's quite simple. We are here today to talk about the fact that an amazing show was brought to us the past uh, six weeks. And that is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has finally concluded. But now it is known by a different title, which is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, spoilers are aplenty. This is a full dissection of the entire product that is um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially after the fact that we have all these racist motherfuckers on the Rotten Tomatoes over here giving it low scores for no damn reason. I felt it doesn't stop the streams. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's why I felt obligated to talk about this show. Not only because I have been a Sam Wilson fan since the day I could read, but because of the fact that I feel the need to talk about this because of the fact that the culture needs it. Especially when, and, and I, I keep saying it every time it happens, that, like, say what you will about Nick Spencer as a writer, that man predicted the motherfucking future. Where, hashtag, where hashtag not my Captain America was trending on the day Endgame came out and the the the, epi- the day the episode dropped on Friday that literally like he spoke it into existence because in the issues of Captain Sam Wilson Captain America he put hashtag not my cap not my Captain America as a plot line where everyone was being racist against Sam so he, this man spoke it into existence and that is fucking nuts. Like I, Travis, I know you and I disagree about that Spencer's run, but the fact that he predicted that is hilarious. Garbage. It's not garbage. <laughs> it's just That's really divisive. Wow, I completely disagree with you there. Like, like, like I, I, <laughs> I think, I think it's an amazing book. But the reason why I say it's divisive between a lot of people is the fact that Nick Spencer was weighed down by all the events that were going on. Like he had to deal with Bendis' Civil War shit. He had to tie it into Secret Empire. If, if there would have been a point that Civil he War could have messed everything up, it really yeah. did. 
See, my my problem with Nick Spencer's cap run is that it made John Walker, who I was kind of fond of, incredibly racist, and I can't forgive that. John was Walker literally already, already was racist. He already was racist already. I mean, whatever. Like legit, like if you if you look back at even fucking um Omega Flight when he went to yeah. Canada, he was racist then. Fourth work, yes, bro. See, see, I jumped from his origin to Nick Spencer's, and I was like, ah, oh. oh yeah, no, no, you gotta go back okay. and do some reading. Okay. Yeah, you gotta go back. Yeah, you gotta go. He's back. always pretty you much been the, the the alt right cap. I mean, he's worse than a sixteen ten cap, so. Mm, yeah, sixteen ten. Is, mm, well, I need some references for that. I need to. I need wake me up. I need to see this. <laughs> okay, so like basically, sixteen ten is a, like an Elseworlds story where Steve himself is just he's something else. Um, but then there's the like because there's this whole thing where um there's those other extra stories of like S- steve that took place after world war ii that stan just tried to retcon later and be like yo no no that was somebody else that wasn't steve we froze him like like, like there's, there's there's like some other thing going on there that's a well that's a whole other episode but we'll get to that i i, I, I hope you <laughs> know, don't don't you worry so w- uh let, let's rewind the clock a little bit boys so back in the day when endgame came out and and St- an old man Joe Biden, I mean Steve Rogers, walked up and handed um, Sam the shield. I-, I will be the first one to admit I, I thought we were going to go from like straight from movie to movie or vice versa. Like we were just going to get straight to the point of Sam being Captain America. I didn't think we were going to get this in between thing, but I gotta admit I'm kind of glad we did because. It kind of showed something that Sam touched on, not Sam, uh, Bucky touched on in episode five, which is Steve and Bucky's just blind, like blind ignorance to the racism in the world. And it made yeah. for an interesting plot line. Like, I don't know how y'all felt about like when Sam was first handed the shield, because back when Remender first wrote it in his Captain America run, I was on top of the fucking moon. I had like three copies of that issue, like on standby. That way they can gain wealth because like I knew one day this shit was going to pile up. But like, I I would love to know how y'all feel about the idea. Like when Endgame first happened and the idea that Sam was going to like get this shield. Um. You guys care if I go first, or do you guys have an order? You, you go I, ahead. By all means. So, um, I absolutely 100% agree with the fact that I thought we were just going to jump right into him becoming Captain America with no, like, no in-between. I was like, all right, I can kind of rock with it. And I was saying earlier before we started recording that I automatically assumed that we were going to get the Bucky Bar and Captain America first, just, you know, go in the same order that it happened in the comic books. But when they made Falcon the Winter Soldier, I mean, excuse me, when they made Falcon Captain America, I was like, all right. I can rock with this. They, I see what they're doing. Let's just hope that they don't. They're not doing this because they want to seem woke. Like they're not making Captain America. They're not making Sam Wilson Captain America to like appease the masses. Do it because you actually have a story. Masses. <laughs> Explain yourself, son. Yo. <laughs> Explain yourself, son. Oh, no, without a doubt. So we we live in we. I don't like represent. I like representation because you want it to happen. Don't give me some bullshit where it's like we're making this character black because we're we're putting a corner. Like you know what I mean? Make Sam Wilson black because you know this is the right thing to do. 
You know what I mean? And they did, and when episode one happened, he gave the shield back. I went, are they really going to go this route with like how racist, how like, how like it just seemed weird to give a black man title without any like real conversation? And then they hinted on, excuse me, they flout talked about how Bucky and, and Steve had this conversation without thinking of those implications because realistically, they don't know. Mm-hmm. For as for as tolerant as they want to, as they are and they want to be, they don't understand what it's like to be a black man in America in the kind of weight that goes with that with that title. So when I say appease the masses, the general public, excuse me, the general white public okay. is going, was going to have an issue with Captain America being black. So if they just go right into it, it's like you guys skipped a few steps about what was really going on. But then as the news came out when they started discussing about how they're going to talk about the racial things that come with this title, I was like, all right, let's see how you guys are actually going to do this. And they honestly did it well. So I had a lot of doubts until the show actually started. And after each episode, I got more and more emotionally invested in everything that was going on because I understood everything that Sam was going through. When he had that conversation, I don't want to take up too much of anybody's time, but I, I understood a lot of what was going on. And I'm glad they handled this topic well, because if they didn't, mm-hmm. I was going to absolutely shit on it. Because like you can't fuck, you can't fuck this up. Excuse my language. You can't mess this up. No, you good, dog. We good. Okay. You can't fuck when this up. We say fuck a lot. We do. <laughs> cool. But, like, you can't fuck this up. It's too important. You know what I mean? You, are, you guys already yeah. fucked up. You already fucked up Luke Cage. You can't fuck up Sam Wilson, too. See, and like every time Ron comes on, that comes up, and I hate that because he's gonna defend that. Like, like he's he's gonna be like, "Yo, it it was horrible." I'm like, "That wasn't that bad." But anyway, it was terrible. Bro. It wasn't that bad. It was terrible. <laughs> his supporting cast was his supporting cast was great. His supporting Sweet cast was Christmas. God damn, uh, Mike Coulter is terrible. See, and everything but, I've ever seen him in too. No, because that 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 one show he's in on CBS Evil is actually really fucking good. No lie. They, you know what the, my problem is with this? They didn't know how to write Luke Cage. That's and true. And they, and they further proved that by making him a kingpin at the end of the se- series. I'm like, that's what y'all thought Luke Cage would be? That's, that's what you guys thought Luke Cage would do? Like you, yeah, no. But see, and, of- and with, you bring up a good point by bringing up Luke Cage. And I, I'll, I, like, I'll circle back to this when we talk about Sam later on. But one of the biggest pet peeves I had about the writing of this show was they felt and like and they did this in Luke Cage too where they act as if black people can't just be from New York because they wrote Luke Cage to be from Georgia in the Netflix show which is not where he's from he's born and raised in Harlem and the same thing is with um Sam where he's born and raised in Brooklyn just like Steve he literally had like his entire life was born in New York his father was a preacher he literally left town because his dad wanted to keep fighting the good fight and be there for the people, but his dad didn't believe, like he, Sam didn't believe in Christianity, so he went to go like, travel the world and do his own thing. And like the fact that they're so afraid to have brothers be from New York in this show, or like in all of the MCU is really weird. <laughs> Like, I don't get it. Like, like and it felt almost borderline racist in itself that you made Sam this like, like, like stereotypical Louisiana bred black man on a shrimping boat. Like, yeah. it felt really weird. <laughs> and sweet Southern boys. 
Like I said that the first episode, they turned Sam into Bubba Gump. Pretty much. <laughs> like, my wife said the exact same thing. She was like, really? We're going Forrest Gump on here? Like, yeah. And it's like, I, I, like I, I read a thing somewhere where it's like, yo, like they did this because Mackie's from Louisiana or something. I'm like, that's not an excuse. <laughs> like, it just, it was so weird. I mean, they made, they made Killmonger from Oakland because uh, Kugler's from Oakland, so. I mean, yeah, okay, but, but like, it just it felt weird to do Sam in Louisiana, like especially when I knew the symbolism of making him from New York the same way Steve was. It just it oh. felt weird to do him like that. But like in general, Ron, like you you are very much like the like the the person who will like show people the truth when it comes to comic books. And I know you probably was out here like yelling at white folks about this series. So what was your overall opinion of Sam being out here in the, like in the show? Um, I like the show a lot. I it, I feel like the more that it gave me, the more that I wanted. No matter how much they gave me, it wasn't enough. Even though I didn't expect anything in the beginning. Um, I think they use Sam like as like the lens for, I guess, white people, in in the show because I felt like it was like a far like Carly was like super far this way and John Walker super far that way, and. They had Sam like right in the middle. He wasn't allowed to be angry about any kind of issue. He was really calm throughout the entire series, um, and he he really didn't. He just told the line, and I, and I kind of didn't like that. Of course, he ended up ends up on the right side at the end, but there were there were parts in the story where he's like questioning, you know, Isaiah Bradley, and just like you already know the answer to these questions. You're a black man, like why are you asking these questions? That's a question that a white person would ask, but he's. I saw that they were using him as the as the, the like the less of the lens for uh, white people, and and it helped mm. them not really make him, you know, disagreeable, dislikable. Because if he was like if he was that angry black man every time he got into a situation, then white people would have a problem with it. So I think that Sam, it should have been more of like what he did in the last episode. He should have did that in the first or second episode. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. It's funny because mm-hmm. you're right. Because it would have scared a lot of it would have scared a lot of white folk off if he was mm-hmm. if he would have gave us what exactly what we would assume he would be doing. Mm-hmm. They even made a clown of him in the first episode of the bank to like be like be friendly to the white people. Like, yo, hey, I'll play along. Like, like you can make your jokes, but like I'm only gonna do it for a little bit. Like, it it felt as if they were trying to like st- stick the white people's toe in, in in the shallow end of the water at first before throwing them in, in the second episode. Where they have the, the police show up, and it was like, yo. I mean, even when the cops showed up, Sam was kind of clueless as to what's going on, but he was in exactly. Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, not even the Avengers can deal with Baltimore racism, right? And like, even and Bucky had to be the dude who'd be like, you know who this is? Like, that made it so good when, when Bucky of all people had to be like, do you know who this man is? And you're over here hassling him. What are you doing? And then they were like, oh, my bad. Can we get a picture, sir? Oh, I hated that so much. Where yeah. everyone just wanted to take a picture with him to like, like make up for their racism. It was just, ugh. I hate. I mean, being completely honest about it, that's usually how it goes down. Like they did it. There was something similar in the boys when um, uh, A Train was having an issue when they were following him around there, and then as soon as they realized who he was, everybody wanted to take a picture. Yeah, it- I remember that shit. Mm. I can't wait for the boys. I'm, I'm excited for season three. Um, Travis, your overall thoughts before we dive into this? 
Um, honestly, like I was kind of expecting something along the lines of like what the Winter Soldier movie was, but in like a show form and without Steve. So as soon as as soon as Disney started like splashing the black experience here and there to finally like pour it out at the end, that's kind of what kept me on the hook. And I'm not gonna lie, I fell in love with the series. It had me on an emotional roller coaster. But Oh, man, what Ron said resonates with me really bad. Like, I feel like Sam was the 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 white people lens because there were a lot of things that, man, like just trying to guess like why Isaiah was mad is like, but but you know, you're not only black, but you're also a vet, so like you know exactly how he's feeling. You know what I mean? There were a few times where I felt like that, and. I don't know, throughout the show, it's nice that Disney is trying to put out this kind of content. I just feel like there are a lot of punches pulled with the social commentary. Yeah, and that was a big thing that I, I talked about on Twitter uh, like when the, when the first and second episode came out, where it was like, all these white people were coming out the cut like, why are you putting your politics in, in, in the MCU movies? First of all, where have you been? This has been here for a hot minute. Second of all, we say politics. Um, this is just life, right? But like, second, but like, second of all, y'all act like this is new shit. When Black Lightning tried to do this, what three, four years ago, we tried to do this. We tried to be in your face but, about police but, confronting black people and all this other black shit. Black Lightning is a black show, so it's it's okay. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, exactly a show for everybody. Disney wants yeah. everybody to tune in. Exactly. So it's very interesting how like. Like like Ron hit right on the head where it's like Sam was that white people lens, and I can honest like I'm I'm honestly surprised they didn't have Isaiah call him Uncle Tom at some point because the fact that he want wanted to be the black man that served the country and he had already gone down that road, I could have seen it on the wall that Isaiah would have did it. I and mean, they... he kind of did when he said no self-respecting black exactly. man would be Captain America. Exactly. He like he like said it without saying it, but I feel as if somebody like erased it from the script. Like it it was meant to be said, and they tried to find a better way to say it without like pissing white people off. It just mm, that bugs me now. Okay, so. Let 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 let's let's get into um Mr. Eric Trump. I mean oh um um Mr. Uh, John Walker, uh, because he is something that I've been very interested to talk about for a hot minute. Because everybody in my timeline was very much um dissatisfied with John's ending, and very much. Yeah. Here's the thing: I think that like at first I was I was a little like side eyeing it. Like, yeah, you curb stomped him in that little, like, cosplay shield of his, but, like, I really thought you, you were gonna have this big final bout with him and Sam, and they, and they teased it. They teased it by, like, put, making him, like, like, gain a little bit of his, his humanity back, and give him a new role with the senator, quote-unquote, when we obviously know who that is. We're not dumb. It's Madam Hydra. We're not, we're not dumb. And it's like you're slowly gonna push him over the edge, and make him make him back into the villain we want him to be, and we'll get that iconic cover that Spencer gave us of of uh, Walker coming in and smashing on Sam. Like that's gonna happen when the movie finally does come out. Because yes, folks, 
we have been greenlit for a movie, and I will keep shouting it from the heavens that we have waited so long for this, and now we will have the second black man to headline a MCU movie because I think after how well this series has been doing that they might even fast track it out faster than Blade because Mahershala's schedule is fucking nuts and I could totally see them rushing that shit out just to keep it out faster especially with Chadwick not being here they need a new headlining black person so I could see them doing that but in general Walker as a character very much feels like the definition of white blindness like, he he tries to be such an ally, but you know he's such a racist underneath. Like, he is just, like, the carefree white man who is like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm great at everything. I got the Medal of Honor. I did all this great shit. Everything was handed to me. I'm going to be a good ally to you and you and you. And it's just... It, mm. Go ahead, Wade. I was going to say, you got a black friend and a black wife, too. Like, you were trying to co-sign him so hard with that. Like, you even gave him the, the, the light-skinned wife, too, that, like, that he brought home to, like, to, to his parents and everything. Like, look, 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 mom and dad, I got myself a black one. And it's just, it, it, it read so much. Like, they were trying to make him seem like he was an ally to everybody. Even gave him the full treatment with the marching band, too. And it was yeah. just, it He's read. on all the black people. The yeah. whole show, marching band out there, you know, every black person out there co-signing. And, and it was just, and, and it was so interesting how they had Lamar there. And I, I knew Lamar was marked for death the minute he got on that damn train. Like, it didn't even matter if, like, like, if he waited like four or five more episodes, that man was going to die. Like... <laughs> Like, just, just the way he was acting, like, yo, I'm Lamar Hoskins. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing some stuff. <laughs> like, you, you know you going out bad, don't you, dog? <laughs> like, say, like, like, I, like, all praise to the actor, though, because he was doing his best. To, to, like, the act, like, like, and I could tell that, especially when um, Walker went to his parents, and his, mo- his mama was like, he was always so proud of you. Like, oh. Yo, I need to I need to speak on that. I was not gonna lie, especially with the the white blindness aspect of John Walker, him straight up bold faced lying to their like his parents' faces about the circumstances of his death and the dude being avenged. Like we all saw Lamar get punched in the chest by a jerk ginger. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, for real though, that that had me pretty messed up. Like, how are you gonna lie boldface to their family and act like you actually care about these people? Because, in my opinion, he doesn't care. He clearly about doesn't. People. He's like, oh, if you guys need anything, I'll be here. He's never. And you can tell his sister again. saw right through him. <laughs> the father, he walks, the father he walks asking right details. Out. Only the mother really believed him. Mm-hmm. But like, because 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 the, the father and the sister were kind of in the background, like. I don't know if I believe you. Yeah. Like, like his sister was side eyeing him so hard, and I can tell she saw through his bullshit. And it's just, I think the 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 the, 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 the one moment where I knew Walker was full of shit was it like in the final episode where Carly like literally flat out says, I, "Like, I I don't need people who don't matter to die," and and Walker has the gall to say. You didn't think Lamar's life mattered? And I was like, ah! <laughs> you, yeah. you, you really just 
the, the last you, you, episode was the worst episode of the series. Oh, we'll get to that because I'm I disagree somewhat on that. But like when it came to Walker saying that line, it very much felt like they were trying to like give the like some of those like side white allies their moment of yo like we we do care don't you see we do care and it's it was like, that it was that get out shit like yeah look john cares about black people it's like no no and then like they make him quote lincoln later too and it's like oh y'all are really reaching y'all are really and then he has that whole moment and i keep i keep making the joke about it on, on social media and like my tweet went crazy for it where um, John's entire motivation for killing um, the dude, it very much felt like Trump yelling, look at my African-American, look at him right there. Like, he's dead. And it just, it mm-hmm. felt like he was just doing it out of, like he, like, he didn't care about Lamar. And it broke my heart because Lamar as a character, even in the comics, was just so happy to be included along with this white hero. He believed in, in John as a hero and saw, and saw himself becoming something alongside him. But in reality, John couldn't give a fuck. The fact that he went into that trial and was like, yo, you made me. I am Captain America. He didn't say shit about Lamar. He flat out didn't say a damn thing about Lamar Hoskins. He was like, yo, you made me. You can't give, l- 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 let me go. I want to be Captain America. I am Captain America. If he would have said one word about, yo, my partner was killed by these people, I'd have been like, okay, whatever. Like, you, you somewhat sympathetic, but I'm not, so not, 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 not going to give you a pass. But it just, that entire scene right there showed me that he didn't give a crap about Lamar. At all. So it's just, Walker as a character is just so interesting to me because he is the ultimate symbol of white people thinking they know what Captain America is supposed to be. There was even people like, I I remember seeing videos of Ben Shapiro this past week where he was trying to say Sam didn't deserve the shield that Bucky and Walker did. And I was just like, what? Even the fact that he even mentioned Walker in like an MCU context, it's just kind of, we all know who Ben Shapiro is. It needs no explanation. So it's just very interesting. I'm like, do y'all have any more opinions on uh, Walker before I move on to Carly? Uh, only that uh, hopefully we get a better showing of him. We all, but again, like y'all said, we know where this is going. We know how this is going to happen. She is Madam Hydra. Like, they, they didn't hide it well. And when he walked in, like, uh, when his sister looked at him, you know she looked at him like, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> I, I feel bad for his wife because she's just as co-signing as, as Lamar was. So, like, if they if they bring his wife back for the movie and, like, his wife dies on some stupid shit from Hydra, I'm going to laugh. Like, if Madam Hydra has a gun to his wife's head, like, you either do what I say or else, I'm, I'm going to laugh because they're going to make him more of a victim or, like, a fake victim than he already is. But, in general, I want to move on to Carly because the reinvention... Stop saying that. What? Stop saying the joke. I think uh, Walker, I I think he was, he was good until the last episode, in my opinion. Like his development was actually really great until the last episode. (laughs) 
I don't know, man. Like, like, I think the last episode was them trying to humanize him a little bit. Like, and, that, and they shouldn't have done that. And they shouldn't have done that. They should have just kept going where he was going. And he was humanized enough where you could see why he became the way he was. Um, You know, he, he's human, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. That part about, like, with him in the courtroom and yelling at them, like, yo, all I've ever done is what the Army told me to do. So many people can relate to that. And so many people who have been in the same situation. And... That goes back to the conversation that he had with Lamar about um, winning all those uh, medals of honor. He's like, do you think the things that we did to get those medals of honor were good things? Mm-hmm. They weren't good things. We were just doing them because somebody told us to do them. And that's uh, a lot of people in the military and a lot of people who are in civil service and stuff like that. And um, you can get you can get jaded and you can wind up that way. So, hmm. I'm glad yeah. I brought you on this evening. Because I, I honestly forget about that kind of mindset because it's very interesting because everyone's always looking at, and I even like have been saying this, that Walker very much feels like this um, oblivious white like, like, like a person in the room who, does, who thinks he's just entitled to everything better than everyone else. The fact that he had the gall to put his hands on Adora. Like it was okay. That moment right there, you knew he fucked up, but he was that, trying that to. Was was so happy he he fucked up like and that. He, he actually believed that because if if you're doing something all the time and people tell you you're you that you're the best, that's all you ever hear is that you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. You don't you're not gonna realize you aren't until somebody puts hands on you, somebody whoops your ass. Like that mm. moment of shock. It was like um Toy Story when um when Buzz tries to fly and uh, he mm. breaks his arm. It's like that realization, yeah. like damn, I'm not. I'm not that, and if they, if some people bounce back after that, and some people still super soldier serum. So, yeah, and I, I, I love straight how for the straight they for the did too. Like, I, I, I love the moment where they just straight emasculated the fuck out of him, where he just goes, "They weren't even super soldiers," and it's like, "Yeah, man, you, you ain't, you ain't the bad bitch you thought you was." Yeah. That they straight savagely beat your ass. Did y'all see the comments online when somebody was like, oh, what the Dora Milaje did was fucked up. I can't believe they did that. And I was like, you can't, you, you can't believe they had a fail They put their hands on a white man. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> Even though they defended themselves? Okay, yeah, sure. Like, they didn't trust him. No, nigga, they didn't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking terrorists. But the, like, the, fa- the fact that he wanted to be that oblivious white person to put his hands on a black woman and be like, yo, maybe we got off to the wrong start. I'm like, nah, man. So, so you drop your shield and just be like, look, I don't want no problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you either drop your shield or they take it from you and drop it for you. And that's what they fucking did. <laughs> like, honestly, what would have been so hilarious is if the Dora would have thrown the shield to Sam, like, you're the only decent person in the room, we're leaving. That would have been fucking hilarious. Like, I legitimately would, that would have been a great moment, to, like, of sort of the precursor to what happens later of, yo, hold this. And then, like, and then Walker snatching it back would have been great. I would have loved the shit out of that. But no, um, so let's move on to Carly because I feel like she deserves to be talked to because I like she is a very interesting reinvention of a character because like Car- like literally Carl Morgenthau, the original um flag smasher, is ironically an entitled rich kid who with a crazy ideology. Who thinks that all world governments need to be destroyed and rebuilt? 
versus Carly, who has basically become a plot device in her own right when it comes to the blip or like the whole Thanos snap thing. And she's from the world that we really didn't get to see because in Endgame, we saw this really dark and dreary version of Earth during the five years versus what Carly's saying and what all the Flag Smashers are saying is that during that time period, everything was somewhat better, that there was a sign of, like a time of unity with everybody. And so now- Thanos was right. Technically? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's technical. I feel like that's pretty pretty on the nose there. Like, what, what, what I mean by technically is, is like, we lost so many people, but at the same time, Carly and Thanos are technically right that the like everybody was better off when everyone was united and the uh, the GRC or whatever it was the GNC or the GRC like trying to relocate everybody and create this new unified world government in their own way or reseparate everybody and it's like yo I it's a very interesting thought process of what would happen if some motherfucker who used to live in my house randomly just like repopped into existence like that that that's stuff we really need to think about when it comes to her ideals because everyone's just constantly crapping on Carly but she's kind of like what would it what like what Thanos wanted was people trying to like believe in his message of you're better off when you're unified and when I take something away from you you begin to learn anew and when you put everything back in the box it's not what you think it's going to be so it's like, I, I kind of really dug Carly up into the last few episodes where she was just kind of losing her shit because everyone's dying. Like, at first, now granted, at first, like in the first episode, I wanted the Flag Smashers to be like this really good rogue op, but then they just made them some reckless young people who were, had gotten the super soldier serum. But yeah, even they, that was interesting could, to me. They couldn't do that because then there'd be too many heroes, you know? Like they they needed Carly to be the bad guy, so she had to blow up a random building with people in it. That's what they always do, you know. So yeah, and in in like because I I remember when reading Captain America comics when I, when I was younger, and the original Flag Smasher is very much just this one sided villain versus to see Carly wow. actually adopt what Thanos was throwing down is very interesting to me. But then when she starts losing all of her people to the sacrifices, except for her, like, adopted mother, everybody else was dying for her cause. And then there's that moment in the last episode where she's, like, ready to jump on the fucking pyre and everybody go with her. And she's like, one world. They don't answer her for the first time. And I was like, yo, that's Motherfuckers don't want to die. They don't want to die. Because you want to fight some for of them that were willing to, to do it. it, yeah. Like there were some of them that were willing to do it. Like, and then when she lost the few of them that weren't ready to go with her, then and she just has the few like hangabouts that made it interesting for her. So like, like I know Carly is a very like 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 divisive character because a lot of people just don't like her. But like, I think she has an interesting story to tell. Like, I would love to hear y'all's opinion on her. Um, I got some stuff that I told you about offline, but I heard a big rumor that, I don't know if I sent it to you, that um, there was another plot line 
in this show and it had to get canceled due to its closeness to the actual pandemic threatening our world so oh yeah interesting so i think Carly might be even more interesting um if you remember like the first episode they're talking about getting vaccines to people and stuff like that and you never hear about it again Mm. Yeah. yeah i forgot about that yeah um but yeah, I think she was a really interesting character until she blew the building up with those four people in it. And then she was just like, I don't care who I kill to, you know, I can kill women and babies as long as I get my, you know, that's what makes you a villain. Like even um yeah. even watching um, you know, Black Panther, all these movies really, they always have them go off the off the deep and like Killmonger was right until he started choking old ladies and burning herbs. Like, you know, why he's why he had to do that? Because he had to be the villain. You couldn't they couldn't have you agree with him all the way. It just creeps another faction, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. you right, Travis. You over here insulting the poor girl. How'd you think of her? <laughs> I I liked her character and her her motivation. Um, I just felt it a little odd because the the scenario is is a bit too complex. But it, it almost it kind of feels like a they took our jobs kind of thing. But it, their problems were more faced with the government taking things that they had acquired in the past five years rather than they took our jobs. It wasn't as simple as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. No, like, as soon as she... Interrupt- made- I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, I, think, I think there was also, like, a, a plot line that, that is... At, at the last episode, he talked about borders reopened. I guess they were going to, like, block off them pe- the people. Like, they were immigrants or something like that. Like, kind of, like, pretty much building a wall like Trump wanted to. I think mm-hmm. they should have really went more into that too. I think, well, like a lot of plot lines and stuff were just missing, man. And, and I think Carly would have been a more interesting character for it. And uh, yeah, it, there was something missing from the show. And I, I really liked the passion that Carly had, but my problem was that she went, man, what's the, the common term for jump the shark? Yeah, she, oh. she jumped the shark pretty hard. Yeah. But then, like, she went from. I care about my people and what we've been through to I don't care who dies in six episodes. So that was kind of hard to deal with. And you know what's nutty? She she did this better the last time. And what I mean by that is she did this whole rebellion, caring about people, Robin Hood shit better in Solo. Where, like, the entire first half of the, of, the, of the movie, she was very much, like, secretive. You didn't know she was she was a female. She, you didn't know that she, that she was doing what she was doing, that she was actually, like, caring about people. She, like, she was, uh, like, seen as this, like, uh, like lord in, in the, like, the men's uh, issues with, like, Maul and whatnot. She was seen as another one of the high leaders of, of like, of the, the crime syndicate and whatnot. That was really fucking dope. But then you have her here in a totally different universe where she's not as complex as she was there. And it's kind of weird. I think well, what we have here is a, is a situation where there are so many characters. The gift of the curse TV shows is like, the gift is like have this time to really get into these characters and talk about their backstories. Things you can't do in, um, in the movies. Mm-hmm. The problem with this was there was more of a story to tell about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could have gotten more into her, like, why? Like, we understood why, but seeing it may have made us feel a little bit different. 
Mm. Yeah, I saw someone mention that where like it would have been really interesting if you could have seen a flashback from Carly's perspective. Yeah, yeah. like why she cares so much about this Mama Donya character and um, how they how they grew up together and why they feel this way. Like some kind of them seeing them be persecuted and seeing why she's the way she is would have yeah. definitely provided more spice. And then, but I will give I will say this with um. Everything that kind of happened to her seemed rushed because it's like she went from being, you know, somewhat pathetic. You're gonna murder women and kids, so like you know, it's a little different. But I also, I again, I think it comes down to like a little. It it was rushed. So on top of being rushed, Carly turned into the stereotypical villain that you can't really sympathize with completely. So now let's make her. Let's take her from sympathetic to an extremist. And it, it's, I don't want to say it's lazy, but it's very base. Like, you know what I mean? We've seen it before. And I kind of think that's why they changed Thanos up a little bit and um and have him go back in time. Because like, you, know, you have to remember, Thanos is a monster. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. He wasn't always this person who was uh, putting spices in space grits. You know what I mean? Like so, when people started to like really love him, and then they, people that are Marvel see longer, and then since it's worked with Thanos, this should also work with Carly. So now we have to wonder: Is this going to start a trend with villains now? Are they going to like? I miss the old days of evil villains. Like if they, like, what happened to that? You know what I mean? Like everything doesn't. Every villain doesn't have to be someone that you relate to. You know what I mean? And I think we could have had more. If Carly's going to be relatable, keep her mm. relatable. Keep it like that. Make her death mean something. Because when she died, true, true. I didn't really give a shit. I felt nothing because one, we all, we all, we all saw it coming. And two, it's like, meh. Like, Plus, they very much went from her being a compelling character to then her being the fall villain out of like the fancy Marvel trio of villains to yeah. then be like not the one that moves on to the movie, similar like, like, like Doctor Strange. Because you had Baron Mordo, who was slowly going to be made into the the next villain. You had um, whatever the hell dude's name was that's not Dormammu, because I forget the dude's name. He was the fall guy. Like, the dude with the black eyes and shit. He was very much the dude who was going to be the fall guy. I'm sorry, folks. Doctor Strange is the one movie that I haven't seen that many times. I'm not really a Doctor Strange fan, so don't hate me. Um, Max Mickelson's character. Yeah, Max Mickelson's character. Like, him, he was very much the fall guy. Sim, or, or in the case of Iron Man 3, Mandarin, he was very much the fall guy. He wasn't going to be the one that would move on, even though Killian didn't either. Like, there, there has to be a fall guy in every Marvel project. And in this case, you have Sharon now and uh, Walker that are going to move on to the movie and be the next threats. So they they went from seeing Carly as this really good middle ground or cause and effect as to why Sam, Bucky, and Walker are beefing to then now just throwing her out with, with the trash. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. You could have built something with her, and instead you turned her from compelling into, into like Wade said, just n- not worth our time. Yeah, there was definitely some some underlying stuff there. I was talking to, I think I was talking to Blackgate Comic Geek, and uh, he mentioned that it seemed to him like uh, Game of Thrones, like you know they they built uh, what's her name up, and then like season eight comes and she just snaps, and there's no development to it at all. She just, she just snaps. 
I feel like Game of Thrones is a bad example because Daenerys had a little bit of complexity where she had to like either kill slavers and then come over to where there wasn't a clear cut evil. Whereas Carly like had a goal and then the goal kind of grayed and then it turned into I don't care who dies. And she was pretty vehement about that. And with Daenerys, like she was crazy. Like she was we you could you had to see that coming. Like little by little, like she was going, like she was going off the deep end with the stuff she was doing. But uh, she was a good person. This is the same concept because Okay, I, I I have a means to an end um, by any means necessary, but at the end of the day, I still have ethics. You know, like I'm not trying to hurt people. And then to go from that to like just not caring, like it's, it's completely different. Like I don't care who dies. Like, is everybody still here? Uh, I got uh, you. Okay. <laughs> Wait, we're, okay, so regular Craig is broken. We are gonna default to Giorg. Okay, whatever, it's fine. Fuck, we're, st- Craig, we're, we're still bro. recording. <laughs> we're still recording. That's what matters. That's why Giorg is a backup. So from here, I want to talk a little bit about Sharon because, but not give her a ton of time because it's very obvious Sharon will have more growth later on. But Sharon very much felt like she was forced into this role of being a now villain like why do people keep saying that i'm gonna say it right here and we can just stop talking about it sharon is a scroll i've been saying it since like it, it's, she's a scroll it's nice not a, oh she might be oh maybe oh that's a good idea sharon I, is a scroll it's i've a, it's heard a, that theory it's not I've a theory heard. see i hate when people say that it's not a theory sharon is a scroll <laughs> i hear you and, 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 you're, and you're valid but at the same time, the reason why it irks me is that until we have confirmation that she she gonna flip her whole head and turn into a scroll like they did on WandaVision, that until I see that, my entire brain keeps going, it almost feels like character assassination because they spent so um, long... It's 2008 and everybody's a scroll. Bruh, that would be really fucking cool if it was that. But like... Um, the reason why I'm saying it feels like character assassination until we know that she is a scroll, um, is because they spent so long dick riding the idea of Peggy Carter that they like, like like trying to make her the Agent Carter, make her the one that's important. When even though Sharon is the well-known Agent Carter, she's like like she takes it from her aunt. But she's still the more well-known Agent Carter in the comic books. She's the one who dates Steve. Steve never actually dated Peggy back in the day in the comic books. He, she's the one who ends up marrying Steve, and she's the one that ends up killing Steve. Spoilers for like an a, a 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old comic book at the end of Civil War. She's the one that kills Steve while being brainwashed by Arnim Zola. She did this shit... Uh, like, un, like under her, like, like without her own control in play, and she hates herself for it, and goes on a mission to prove that Steve is alive, just trapped in time. So when you, and then and she ends up being the one that takes over as the head of Shield instead of Maria Hill when uh, everything goes ape shit, and Maria Hill is kicked out of Shield. So when they, that's why that that really famous uh, issue of Riri and Sharon beefing in Invincible Iron Man is so funny to me because the movies literally refuse to give Sharon development 
until now. And then it's like, oh, so like that development you wanted, we're going to make her a villain. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what have you done? She honestly feels like opposite Nick Fury. Like she's super secretive, hyper-protected white woman, while Nick Fury is like in hiding, super secretive, well-protected black man. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. It just, it feels really weird how they just sort of like, like y'all really were fucking lazy with Sharon. So now we're going to do something totally different with her. And it just, it's really weird. So like if Ron's right and she ends up being a scroll, okay, bet. I, I'll, I'm down with that. But I, I want there to be a redo for Sharon as a character because she deserved to be the badass bitch that we saw in that one episode of like episode three or four, whatever it was, where she's just knocking the shit out of all these dudes. She's meant to be the ultimate super spy and almost better than Black Widow at times. Like, she is meant to be a bad bitch. And when you just sort of make her into a villain, I'm over here like, what are you doing? Stop it. No. So, like, I don't know, if, like, beyond Ron's theory over here, I don't know if y'all have any other like, opinions. <laughs> I don't know I, if y'all have any other opinions on Sharon. I did until he said that, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm rolling with it. Like, it all, it makes so much sense in the power broker thing, and like, considering how much the scrolls need information, and the people they replace are the ones who are super important. It all makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? And like you said. Back to 2008, everybody's a scroll. We don't know what's what. So, yeah, it, it makes the most sense. I don't think it'll be character assassination, uh, specifically because I don't think this is going to be a, a thing where Sharon was replaced and she's alive. Like, I believe she's replaced and she's probably dead. Damn, that would suck. That would really suck. I'm sad. You know, how Marvel, you know how Marvel likes killing people? You're right. I just... Like, now, granted, I th I really worry, though, that um if they finally do do Secret Invasion, right? Because that was my biggest issue with Captain Marvel, was that they made the scrolls seem sympathetic. And, like, you ha now, and now all the scrolls are working for, for Nick Fury, and it just feels weird. But, like, in general, if they really do do evil scrolls at some point, and that's how they're going to fix all of their plot holes, like, oh, a scroll did it. I'm going to be like, okay, Marvel. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that's how I'm just gonna feel. Travis, do you have any? Do you, you are you are you with these two on the, on the conspiracy theory or like how do you feel about Sharon? I'm gonna be honest. Like it makes sense that she's a scroll, but I don't want her to be a scroll. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, but with all the how deep they're getting their claws in, I don't know, man. Having Nick Fury, Madam Hydra, and a really hyper embedded scroll that is also Agent Carter. That sounds like a pretty epic setup, I'm not gonna lie. I just I literally I was I was playing this whole speech about how I feel like Sharon's been did wrong even after she they started to do her right. And then y'all are just like, she's a scroll, and I'm like, damn it. Uh so now time for the part that I've been dreading. Time to talk about a Nazi. Because apparently all the all the white MCU fans want to co-sign a Nazi. So let's talk I'm about Baron Zemo. Oh fuck me. Let's, let's talk about Baron Zemo. Well technically MCU Zemo's not a Nazi, so <laughs> and then if we're being honest, there was a Baron Zemo in the comic books that wasn't the Nazi Baron Zemo. 
through, but it's just like if if this was any other if, like, if this was anybody else, like it just when people are out here like, yo, we want the Zemo cut of the fucking <laughs> thing, like it's the Snyder cut, and all y'all wanted was like an hour thing of this, of this one dude dancing. It just. It really bothers me that, like, when we've known for so many years that Zemo really is just a Nazi and he just hates everything. It, it well, hurts, it, MCU it hurts Zemo was right. I mean, the Avengers were horrible and beat them, and he proved himself right. Zemo was right. He was out alive, yeah. but he was right. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I, I said he was out alive, but he was right. Exactly. That's why Black Panther spared him. He realized, like, yeah. Like you stupid, but you right, and it, it sucks that you are right. Like that's what that's what irks me about Zemo as a character is like you 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 made a well known Nazi character sympathetic, and then when the, when this man rolls out with all this money, it very much feels weird that it's like yo, we're just gonna roll like like with the gin and the juice and go up to Madripoor and have this deep cut Wolverine reference and shit, even though Wolverine ain't here yet, and it just. It was so bizarre. Like I, I just, I, everyone's so hyped up on Zemo. I just, I can't co-sign it. Like, I, the weird part the, is, all he did was put on his fucking mask. It didn't change, right? <laughs> like everyone's so hyped up for that mask, and I'm like, he didn't change anything. He's still the same dude. It was just so freaking weird. It irks me. Like everyone's loving this dude. And then what was so satisfying was. When 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 the Dora show up and, and and take him out the equation and everyone's so offended, I'm like, good. No, I want to get back to the story at hand here, where you have angry not Captain America and Flag Smashers and Sam and Bucky. This is more compelling than you bringing the guy that wasn't that compelling to begin with. He was right, but I don't. I didn't like Zemo as a character because he, we already had enough going on in Civil War without you adding him to the equation, like. If you didn't notice from the original Civil War comic, the, 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 the legislation was compelling enough. We didn't need this dude here, too. And you could have just kept him a Nazi if you would have introduced him later. So I just, that's my biggest complaint about Zemo is just he didn't need to be here then and he didn't need to be here now. And it's just, you, you used him as your. But aren't you I, glad he was? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't weird know, honestly, thing. I don't know. I didn't need him here. A weird thing that I just thought about, though, is that Zemo kind of provided, like, uh, a catalyst for Sam's blackness among white people. Oh, God, Explain. yes. Explain. Like, Zemo was the best ally in the show. When they're, yeah, what the fuck was that about? Where he's like, it yeah. captures the African-American experience. That hurt my soul. That hurt my soul. You telling me a Nazi listens to Marvin Gaye? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> now you're gonna take Luther from me next, and I can't, I can't take that. It's just like that's my biggest issue, flat out. It's just Zemo felt like you, you really needed just a convenient way for these guys to go to Madripoor to find out about the power broker and what, whatever the fuck else, and then he ended up being a easy delete button for the extra super soldiers that weren't Carly. And it was just like, okay, good for you, but like, you didn't need to do that. But cool. Whatever. Well, just look at the premises, James. Just look at it like this. The uh, the MCU was Earth 199999. 
And in that universe, he's not a Nazi. I guess. <laughs> I like. I just. Yeah, that's fair. I just like. I think what was just irking me was the fact that like all these people are like, yo, that actor's sexy, and like, yo, he like it's funny seeing this dude dance in the club and shit. And I was like, first of all, the last time I had to smack all the casuals upside the head for co-signing a sexy actor was during The Boys, when all of the people wanted to flirt over the deep, even though he was a, a womanizing piece of shit. And Hello? now we're having the same shit happen here where y'all are co-signing a Nazi because he's he's sexy or whatever the fuck else. And I'm just like, no. You stop it. Season two of the boys, they literally co-signed a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Literally. But see, there's a difference. There was a literal Nazi and then there's a like figurative Nazi, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like someone... So it's just like that's what irked me the most about Zemo. Like, yes, the actor is great. And yes, he was very comical. And him being the best white ally in the room is fucking stupid, but hilarious at the same time. But it's just, I could have did without it. Like, I, like the, the minute Io shows up and says, yo, I'm taking this white man back. I'm like, yo, please, I will give anything. You, you can take the whole comic book collection to get this man out of here. I don't care. Like, that's how I felt. <laughs> um. So from here... I want to move on to M- M- Mr. James Buchanan Barnes because, man, I, s- I watched a random review before the show today where someone tried to say that Bucky was underutilized, and no. I was like, what? what? No? No way, no. Like, the enti- like, they gave this man an entire flashback scene to make him compelling. They, get, they, they showed him developing more so than any of the other MCU projects. and. Like, Bucky as a character finally reached a place of finality where, yes, he'll be sort of a partner to to Sam in the movie, but if he wasn't, I wouldn't be that upset about it. Like, he reached a good conclusion where he's the white guy who got invited to the cookout. He's very much the guy who's reached his happy point in life. I'm so so happy and angry at the same time that you said that because I swear to God... I, I couldn't help it. Like I thought it was funny that they brought up the like don't flirt with my sister, but I was like, so some time in Wakanda gave Bucky a whole ass fetish, or what's going on? He went he went on a date yeah. with the Asian chick too. I think it's just because he the t- the time place that he lived in, uh, kind of like you know was against you know to uh, deal with anybody who wasn't white. So now he's just like you know exploring, you know. Let the the man wander. Why are you mad? Though, somebody um, connected the dots on something on uh, TikTok the other day for me, where um, Sam's sister's name is Sarah. But then if you look at Civil War, um, Steve walks into the holding cell and says, yo, tell me something that that only Bucky would know. That way I know you're the real Bucky. And... Bucky looks him dead in the eye and says, your mom's name is Sarah. And ever since then, I'm sitting here like, damn, did Bucky want to fuck Steve's mom? Like, it's it's really bugging me. Steve's mom was not as fine as Sam's sister. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I gotta watch Captain America 1. <laughs> What's his mama even in Captain America 1? No, she wasn't. I just, like, that entire connection's been bugging me. But in general, I think Bucky 
is really compelling here and to see him go through what he does they have that those, like those amazing two flashbacks one in wakanda one when he was winter soldier and they even have that moment when io was there where io straight says yo you're the winter soldier again you're fucked and i'm taking i'm taking your whole fucking arm away and then later on when he brings her zemo he calls her the white wolf again and i was like all right okay like it showed growth and i really enjoyed it to say that bucky didn't have enough character development is ridiculous because he probably had the most character development on the show exactly i was happy in episode five when it really focused on sam because it wasn't focusing on sam like bucky was a big part of the show right like they they were very like they they started to give sam development and they went back to it being the bucky show even calling the dora in to be the co-signers for bucky and his development so when they when people when i hear people saying bucky wasn't done right it just irks me so it just i don't know if y'all if y'all like have anything you know to who say those about people are so yeah Sam have the shield and go sam didn't deserve it Oh, we'll get to that, but like, 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 because I'm, I'm about to devote a whole section here to Sam in a second. But I want to, like, if y'all have any other thoughts on Bucky, please speak up because I think he, he was, he was very finite here. He reached a good conclusion here. Yeah, um, I, I don't have any other comments other than what I said. Like, I, Bucky, um, I think it could have been a little bit better because um, it didn't really show uh, I guess his friend's name Yuri's reaction to him telling that he killed his son. It just kind of showed that he told him, and then he just dipped. And went straight to the cookout, like, fuck out of here, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Okay. Fair enough. That was a little bit weird. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, Travis, do you have any thoughts on Bucky? I'm actually just laughing at what Rod said. <laughs> <laughs> I killed your son. Now it's time for me to get a plate. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I killed your son, but I heard they got some fucking crawfish, catfish, we're boiling corn over there. I'm out. Bro. Give me some collard greens. I'm out, dog. Man. Oh shit. That, damn. You right, but shit. Okay, so uh, the year is um 1999. Young James has begun to start reading comic books. Um, was given some Batman comics uh, by, by his friend, like by his friends and his cousins and his mom. But then he goes to stay one weekend at his daddy's house. And he, uh, his dad sees him reading these comics. He goes, no, 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 we're, we're going to get you a black superhero. So he drives him like a half an hour away to the nearest comic book shop, digs in these long boxes. You know, my dad has never known what a long box is in his entire life. And digs out an issue of Captain America and Falcon from like the early like 80s and 90s. And he hands them to me and says, you are going to know what a black superhero is. And then he even finds a Black Lightning number two from, from the early 80s and 90s. And I was in friggin' shock. So I grew up with these two black characters that have continually been disrespected for so many years. So when, uh, I believe it was 2016, or 20, like, it was either 2014, 20, it was 2016, when Sam became Captain America, I was going to college. And I went into a comic book shop, picked up the first issue of All New, was super excited. Crazy looking white nerd comes in, like spitting and slurping like a freaking idiot, neck beard and everything. 
And he's like, why is Captain America a black man now? What did they do to Steve Rogers? They turned... I'm not going to say the freaking word, but he like he freaking hard hard everywhere and started getting mad. And, yes, this literally happened to me. And I was a mess. Like, me, a six-foot-tall mixed kid, could, like, I'm a gentle giant. I will, I will usually beat people down for doing stuff like this. I could not move because my heart was broken. And this amazing like, like white comic book store owner looks looks at me distraught and just throws this dude out of the store and he gave me the first issue of all new for free so when i tell you when secret empire rolled around and they took away the shield from sam i was pissed and when nobody supported falcon's uh six seven eight issues and Sam has yet to have a comic since. I've been pissed. So when Endgame came around, and and Joe Biden, I mean old Steve Rogers, hands um uh, Sam the shield, I was a damn mess. I was like vindication because ever since Secret Empire and all the stupid comics gators, and yes, I'm talking to you, motherfuckers, got all upset about. Sam being the Captain America and Riri being Iron Man or or Ironheart and Jane being Thor and I'm not gonna call her Jane Foster. No, she's Thor. Eat my ass. Like all, all y'all got upset about this shit, and I lost the greatest fucking thing that ever happened to me in comic books. And when I got it back Friday, I was a damn mess. So I think this like this show has so has a good a good chunk of flaws. But that episode right there, you see that man bust through the window and says he's Captain America. Ten out of ten. I didn't give a fuck. Like right there. Like Sam literally grew so much over this time period from having to deal with the insecurity of being a black man with the shield to then seeing what happened to Isaiah a character who went through an amazing arc in the comic books. If you have the ability to read Captain America, red, uh, like red, white, and black, please do. It's an amazing book. I read it when I was a kid. It's amazing. And Sam goes through this arc where he becomes the man he needs to be. And it was freaking amazing. So yeah, I'm going to shut up now. H- how how y'all feeling? <sighs> I loved the moment I watched it. I rewound it more than a few times where he was like, who are you? He's like, I'm Captain America. I wish that moment would have been a little more dramatic. It yeah. kind of yeah. seemed like a throwaway. Like, you know what I mean? And granted, he got his moment in the sun towards the end. But I really wish him finally acknowledging it for the first time would have had a little more weight, a little more emotion to it. I was talking to one of my old editors and he was saying something that made a lot of sense. He goes, the final episode was good, but it kind of missed the landing. And the more I think about that episode, it was like there were so many moments that should have been prolonged. And we talked about this with Carly. Mm-hmm. So, and when me and my wife finished watching it, she was like, that's it? Like, that's the series? And she goes, there was only six episodes. And I was trying to justify it by like, you know, WandaVision had 10, but they were shorter episodes. But it wasn't the shortness of the episode that I really realized what she was talking about. Um, until you guys, we was talking about this. It's like, it was rushed. It, there was 
there were moments that could have had more emotional value in him saying, I'm Captain America, and then kind of like keeping it open. It was smooth. But it could have been more. It could have it could have been that it could have been Sam Wilson's I am Iron Man. And I, think, I think the reason why they rushed it was because of Walker. Walker saying it twice previously kind of ruined it a bit. But Sam, like you said, keeping it cool and moving it on, it, it felt different. Yeah, it did. It, and again, this could just be me. And this is just the way I, I'm looking at it. I yeah. just, it was just, I wanted more from that moment because he, you. and because he, like, it was, it was like finally, like, he's really, like, coming into his own. He's doing this in spite of people telling him that he can't. And so it just, I, I just wanted more. Um, you know what I mean? But, yeah. and he had his moment in the end, which I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I cried. When he was talking to the world, I, I cheered the fuck up because I really understood everything that he was talking about when people are telling you not to do something because of X, Y, Z, and ABC. And when and someone's telling you, like, you just don't understand, it's just like, no, motherfucker, you don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, y'all are sitting from your ivory castle in the, in the towers and just like, oh, I'm just going to make decisions for people and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. It's like, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so he got that moment. I just, it's a minuscule thing, but I really wish Sam had a bigger moment when he announced who he was. I feel it. Yeah, Ronald, I, I you, you are famous for your criticisms of, of black people in comic books. So how do you feel about this? I, I also like, I kind of spoke about it when we first started, but I wish he had uh, spoke with more vigor. Um, he had just saved these people's lives and it seemed like he was asking, not demanding. And it's like, it's, it's, it, we, we've been asking for a long time. If you're speaking, trying to speak for like, you know, people that look like you, we've been asking for a long time. It's, it's be real. We should be done asking. You know what I mean? It just, and I, like I said, I know it's he's stuck the lens of white people, so he has to say it in like a certain way. He can't, you know, demand anything. Um, but for me, it was it was a good speech. Just I, I, I like I said, I wish it happened earlier. I wish I had more enthusiasm. And like I said, they gave me a lot. Like I didn't think Disney would even go this far. I didn't think they would talk about you know stuff that happened in the past and racism. I didn't think they were gonna go this hard at all. But like I as I said, uh, the more they gave me, the more I wanted, and it just wasn't enough at the end. Um, especially the part at the end when he finally uh, goes back to Isaiah. And I know people love this part, and he he gives him um, shows him his spot in the museum. But the spot in the museum, it seemed like it was all the way in the back in the corner. It was a statue of Isaiah, but it should have been a statue of his entire unit. He said he lost like eight guys. He went back and saved them. There should be a statue for each one of those guys. There should be a mind with each one of those guys. That stuff, stuff should, be, should be at the forefront. It shouldn't be in the back. It should be right by Steve or maybe bigger than Steve, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't enough for me. It was good, but it can wasn't I, enough. Can I add something else? I, it's more of a cool question. The question, is Anthony Mackey the guy who can make a powerful speech with the emotion in his voice that we all would have like liked for it because we know Sam Wilson can do. It. Is is Anthony Mackie the actor who can really like give off that like raw like this is really how we've been feeling emotion that we would have wanted from this show? 
it wasn't like that for me. Like Mackie giving the speech, I really felt what he was saying, but the way it was delivered, I wasn't compelled in the moment. If that makes any sense, a lot of the compelling acting done by Mackie in this was through actions and not his lines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I felt he was asking, not telling, and yeah, but I think he's a good actor, just the way it was written. Yeah, and it's like we've seen him be amazing in things like like Black Mirror and whatnot. Hell, he freaking played Tupac, yeah, and like he's played freaking Tupac before for crying out loud. And he's shown to be a competent actor. I think, like y'all are saying, I think the script wasn't just there for him in that moment, despite him still putting on an amazing speech that was compelling. It just wasn't fully there, and I feel as if him having to react. Sorwa in the moment he didn't get to give it his all that's why i'm glad he is getting a movie that way he can like have more so when the time comes because i feel like sooner or later when that walker and him and him clash comes it's gonna end up being an ide- ideological battle as much as it is a action fight if that makes sense Absolutely. I it was just uh, when um when someone said uh asking not telling. It's like I wonder is mm. the guy who can do that. I think so. Um, Travis, your thoughts oh, on so, Mackie? Right now, right, like I like I said, I I liked him, but I just felt like kind of he had to piggyback the lines and it kind of didn't jive like like for that specific speech it feels like that Mackie wasn't intimately involved with the writer's room if that makes any sense yeah okay okay like I'm sitting here thinking on it I'm like yeah y'all making a really good point there Overall, do y'all have any more opinions on him being Captain America and whatnot? Because I'm not going to, like, put the emotional behind it, but I, I want to make sure y'all have y'all time to shine here. He fucking, well, like, I love seeing him fly through the air, use a shield in that costume. The costume was, was really comic book accurate. I love that they kind of, like, uh, buried the lead until we got to see him in that. And granted, we all knew what he was looking at, but, like, actually waiting to see it was dope. Watching him fly through the air and with his new uh, Wakandan, like, Captain America suit. It, I I loved it. Like, just seeing him be that guy after the montage of him, like, working hard to do it, it, it was dope. I absolutely loved that part of it. And you, you just said something that reminded me of something. If I see one more person, I don't care if you're white, black, I don't give a fuck. If I hear one more person give this man shade, for having uh, the, the advanced black people make his suit, T'Challa's the one who invented his wings in the comics. Yeah, he gave me as, as Ron will mm-hmm. always Not tell you mention. people. <laughs> oh, y'all don't read comics. <laughs> yeah, you don't read comics. That's literally <laughs> his shit. <laughs> like, I, like I saw several so, times I, that day. I saw so many like black folks up in the cut, like, yo, why why does Sam need the advanced black people to help him? Because that's literally his origin. Like, yes, he was always like te- te- uh like telepathically linked to the bird, but T'Challa's the one who invented the wings for him. And then later on, T'Challa made him better ones that were made out of hard light. So it's like when I see dumb stuff like that, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? 
You know, it's a matter of worse. They're, they, they, the way it said, it, it sounds like they think Tony Stark was giving shit out when we learned episode one. He ain't doing nothing for nobody, right? Right. Tony ain't cutting no checks. He didn't cut nobody a check. I, I, I heard that shit, and I was like, what in the world? He wasn't paying nobody? Really? We yeah, that's some shit they can only pull off while Robert Downey Jr. was dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's uh, something they can only pull off when he's dead in the universe, because I just, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, it seemed kind of weird. Like, really, Tony wasn't cutting nobody a check? Really? That seemed a little weird. But, like, I'll go with it. <laughs> um... Ron, do you have any thoughts on Sam? I know, I know, I know you and I have gone back and forth on, on Sam a couple of times. So I want to know how you feeling about about Sam as Cap, or yeah, about I think I think he can carry it. I just um in the comics when he became Cap, he immediately found a team of Black Avengers. I don't know what that's going to be like. I don't know what kind of Avengers team he's going to be leading. Is going to be like all new Avengers? Is the Cap Four movie going to be? It's like maybe about serpent society or or villains, or is he going to continue to deal with social issues? Um, are they going to? Is Marvel trying to get all black people going to come out and support Black Captain America movie the same way we supported a Black Panther movie? Is it going to do numbers like that? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a lot remains to be seen, but I think he did a great job. Uh, uh, somebody I was having a conversation with said that the uh, show was great, but it could have ended at uh, episode five when he opened the suitcase. And, and I agree, there were like a lot of high points in episode five, and it, it could have ended there. Um, Sam and Bucky said goodbye at episode five. The, the way the briefcase opened, um, the, like almost like the time. movie could have been yeah. episode six. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, okay. but, yeah, I don't. I think, like I said, and then I'll I'll send you the article later. The thing that I read that said some other things might affect the script, but I think it was a great show. Great show. I'm proud that Disney took this. I would say a big step forward when it comes to talking about the sins of America's past and what we can do to heal. Mm. Um, it's always good to you know cut the grass. As they say, so the snakes a show, and you see a lot of people come out the woodwork with their racist uh, remarks, and you just get to expose them, get to get them out of your way, get to get them in their life. Exactly. Um, and I, I hope uh, they 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 do the right thing in Cat Four. I hope by the time Cat Four comes out, we can have. I was really upset that Rhodey didn't pop up, but hopefully Rhodey pops up in a uh, Cat Four. Maybe we can get a re a re re cameo. I want to. I would like to see the black superheroes come out in the MCU for a Cat Four film. See, that would be really interesting, and it's something that, like, Ta-Nehisi Coates did recently in um, Space Wakandans, where, like, he called every black person up again, because he did it at the beginning of his run, before Space Wakandans, where he had the crew sort of be, be like, um, introduced in Black Panther, where he had, like, um, Luke Cage and Misty and Storm and old dude, like, he, I always forget his damn name, um, and, like... Um, the teleported dude? Yeah, I always forget his name because, like, he was only introduced in um, Avengers World with Hickman. So I always forget his dang name. Um, um, Manifold? See, like, yeah. yeah. 
Manifold. Manifold, yeah, yeah. And like you had them sort of inter- like introducing the crew there, but then here with Space Wakandans, they had like every black person. They even like gave Coates the ability to bring back Eli Bradley and have him and Rayshawn Patriot and be there together, which I thought that was fucking awesome. But if we get yeah. something like that later on, and like that would be freaking amazing. I'd be in love with that shit. So it's possible. I love some I, stuff like that. Can we get Coach to, to like write and direct Luke Cage? Because I swear to you, throughout the whole um Black Panther run, you can tell like he has just been like itching to like do something with him because he he makes Luke see, Cage look so damn good. See, here's my here's my bit and like I guess we're gonna have a, a discussion, a side discussion here on the show real quick before we wrap up. Um and me and Ron have had several conversations about this. Coates doesn't know how to pace anything because he he's a novelist. But, but that's different than, you know, writing a movie or something like that. I would love to see, or a show. I would love to see Coates on a movie or a show. That'd that be would great. be kind of cool, yeah. But, like, I, I feel like after Coates' Black Panther run concludes, and now that he's wrapping up his Captain America uh, like uh, uh, like run, I feel like he needs to step away from comics for a hot minute until he reevaluates what he wants to do. Because it's good though, he should, maybe he should just write OGNs, like because I yeah, I if he can write myself, an OGN, yeah. I can see myself like when he's done, just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna reread Coast Panther run and reading it straight is probably gonna be amazing." You know? Oh yeah, no, that's why I keep holding off on reading all of Space Wakandans because it feels like he planned that to be an OGN, but Marvel told him no because mm-hmm. it's self isolated, like. T'Challa is still in the freaking Avengers, but has no connection to what's going on in, in Space Wakandans. Like, it's freaking nuts. But even when before that, when he was writing uh, stuff in Wakanda, it felt like he just didn't know how to put pen to paper and was just not getting to tell the chapters the way he wanted to. That's why he started branching off into different side books that, that got canceled because no one would support it. Like, he didn't have what he needed going on there. So, if Coates gets gets some time to replan what he wants, I feel like he would be really good. So, but I, I, don't, I don't think he, he needs Luke Cage. He need. I think, I honestly would love to see what he would do with Black Lightning. It would hurt my soul a little bit to see Black Lightning pace so weird, but I would like to see him write Black Lightning at some point. Um, I, I just yeah. want a Luke Cage book because we haven't had one since Bendis. Um, David F. Walker, Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh yeah, that was great. Never mind. My, I'm talking and about also, also David F. Walker's Luke Cage after the fact. I, that, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I love the uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, but that one after that, it, it, I just didn't like it. it. It very much felt like he was forced to like split up Danny and Luke. So I understand what you mean. Um. All right, L- let's go ahead and wrap up the show, folks. Um, if you have to give. Falcon in the Winter Soldier, a final grade out of ten. How you feeling? Uh, I'll go first. I give it. Um, I'll give it a solid eight. Um, All right. All right. I'm not going to give it anything lower than that because it was really good. It was better than I expected it to be. It had a very MCU feel to it. But as as we all spoke about here, there were a lot of topics in commentary that needed to be said. They were done. They could have been done better, but I think the um, groundwork for what's to come was planted, and I like it. It right. was, it, some things could have landed better, but overall, it was a very, very solid show and a good uh, follow up to WandaVision. All right, all right. 
Um, Ron, your your grade and your final thoughts. Where'd he go? Ron. Travis, your final thoughts while we wait for Ron. <laughs> um, I, I would give it a solid seven. I liked it overall, but I feel like uh, in the same way I do with pretty much every thing, every time we talk about the struggle or anything like that, I feel like you get to hit those notes. You know what I mean? Strike true every time. And the Disneyfication of the struggle kind of sits weird with me. I do like what they did. A lot of the, the action sequences were top notch, but mm-hmm. in certain parts, the social commentary was flat. Okay. Okay. So you're giving us all a seven. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh go a little bit higher. I'm not gonna give it a nine. I'll give it a solid eight point five because a you warmed my heart. You gave me the thing that I've wanted for a long time. But at the same time, like I said, Carly was gypped. Um, Walker was held off for later, but it was still compelling. Zemo didn't need to be here. You turning Sharon into in, into a villain or a scroll, whatever the fuck you did, was a little weird. But Bucky and Sam together were still very good. And that's what what I needed was these two for Bucky to have finality and for Sam to be the next one in line to do the damn thing. And that's what mattered to me. So I think we reached a really good, comfortable point. So thank you for uh, for that. Um, Ron is muted. Um, Unmute yourself. Like, I know Discord can be a pain, but uh, it, the, the the microphone button should be next to your profile or, like, on the screen. It says, you can do it. I believe in you. You got this. I'm going to keep this in. Won't let you. Won't let you. Well, uh, what's your final rating, Ron? <laughs> We're having technical difficulties. 8.9. Oh, he had to go higher than me. Damn it. Wow. Okay. I, I, you know, it's funny. I thought he was going to be the harshest out of everyone. Right? Like, but no, like 8.9, almost there. Me now? There you go. Speak on it. Go ahead. Yeah, 8.9. It was almost there. Like, I, I give it a lot of credit just for the, the, the steps it took, the, uh, the bravery of Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. We, we worked out with some critical effigies. There we go. All right, so um, now we're going to go ahead and wrap up, folks. Don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places. And uh, uh, just not SoundCloud because we don't support SoundCloud, and I'm going to help Wade get off of SoundCloud because fuck that. Um, uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at OnComicsGround. And you can check out the, web- the website on-comics-ground.com for all of our reviews, previews, listations, all those great things. And, of course, my name is James Portis. My closing statement of the evening is, as always, is support your local comic book shop in any way you can. We got some amazing books coming out, like like the DC and Marvel Pride uh, anthologies. Um, in general, Marvel and DC are kind of losing their minds and not knowing how to drive a bus. So... Look at uh, be care be 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 careful out in these streets because we don't know what's a Batman book and what's not anymore. Um, and Marvel's just kind of letting Donny Cates spew, spew venom shit everywhere. Um, Travis, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? Travis, Travis, no respecting black man would be Captain America. God damn it. <laughs> Wow. 
Um, Ron, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? Is Ron glitched too? Is everyone glitched? I think everyone's glitched. I'm on push to talk. So, um, man, damn it. <laughs> All right. I think we're, ha- we're having a couple of technical difficulties as we wrap up here, folks. Uh, but we will catch you folks next time right here at Panel to Panel. I cannot type.